Our New Testament lesson for this morning comes from Acts chapter 24, verses 48. This is immediately after the scripture that we read last week. So remember, Peter had this vision of a sheet coming down with all sorts of animals and this voice from heaven saying, take and eat. He says, I can't. I'm observant. I don't eat those kinds of animals. And the voice from heaven says, what I have made clean, do not call unclean. And then he gets a visit from people sent by Cornelius, a Greek, not a Greek, rather, a Roman centurion. And he is now following those men to the house of Cornelius. Listen for God's word to speak to you. The next day, Peter got up and went with them and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day, they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up saying, stand up, I, I'm only immortal. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that many had assembled, and he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or to visit a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago, at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore, I sent for you immediately and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all the Lord has commanded you to say. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and Jerusalem, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us, who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. 
All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded when the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they invited him to stay for several more days. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord God, thank You for this day, for Your Spirit that is poured out upon all flesh. For the freedom that You give us. Lord God, fill us with Your Spirit that we may hear and know Your Word for us this day. Bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts. May they be acceptable in Your sight, our rock, now, Redeemer. Amen. Several men gathered. There was an exceptionally pregnant pause as they all sort of made eye contact with one another. The deep words just having been read to them hung in the air. Strong and profound words that all men are created equal and endowed by their Creator certain unalienable rights that among these are the pursuit of life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They waited for what I imagine seemed like an eternity before they might each take pen in hand to sign their name. To give of their rights, their treasures, and their sacred honor and pledge to take on a traitorous and illegal act to say that these colonies are of right and ought to be free and independent states. I'm sure they thought of all that would come after signing this Declaration of Independence. What it would mean for them individually. What it would mean for them together. What would it mean for this fledgling country So many unknowns. 
so many thoughts perhaps going through their mind. What would this mean? And yet, taking pen to paper, going against tradition, going against the law of the land, to make this strong declaration. I wonder if Peter had the same wonderment as he looked at the threshold of Cornelius' door. He too, at the very precipice of something amazing and not quite known. Knowing that in taking this act, stepping over this threshold, he would be breaking from his tradition. He'd be breaking from his laws, the law of his people, his, his own understanding of who they were. Perhaps he thought of all the ramifications for he himself. What would all the other apostles think? What would my fellow Jewish people think if I step over this threshold? And yet he had seen something amazing, a vision from the living God. Not once, but three times. Seeing that vision and at that very moment a knock at the door and men sent from Cornelius all the way in Caesarea to come and get him. And so with boldness they took up the quill and with boldness Peter stepped over the threshold. And there in this house of this Roman, this enemy of his people, this occupying force, he sees a great number of people all crowded in. It looks like every single one of Cornelius's friends and relations have been packed into this house. What do you want me to say? Cornelius tells him a, an amazing story of a vision from an angel coming to say, go speak to Simon. His name is Rock Peter. He's by the sea in the house of another guy named Simon. He's got something important for you. So I don't know, what do you want to say to us? do I say? So Peter begins. If I'm going to give you good news, well, I might as well give you the good news that I know. And so he begins to proclaim Jesus. The Messiah of the Jewish people. The one that prophets had proclaimed from years past. the fulfillment of their Jewish hopes and dreams. 
And yet, as Peter is preaching, he realizes maybe even more. More than he had ever imagined. That this Jesus might not just be Messiah for the Jewish people, but might be Lord, ruler, Caesar, for all people. That the very fact that he has been called here to this place to speak to these people means that this good news of Jesus, who lived and died and rose again, might also be for these. He proclaimed freedom. And as he did, as if to ratify what he was saying, the Holy Spirit fell. Just as the Holy Spirit had fallen at Pentecost upon believers gathered together, praying and waiting for what Jesus was going to send them, the Holy Spirit descended on these unclean Romans. These people who were not even close to his people, and yet the Holy Spirit poured out on them, unbidden. And they began to proclaim in languages and, and with loud acclamation the grace of Jesus Christ. They began to preach back to Peter the good news of the gospel. What would this moment mean? It was a clear statement, a clear declaration that these are my people too. The road ahead would not be easy. And there would be times when the church would not live into this fullness of the gospel. Peter himself would get into quite a bit of trouble with those who are part of sort of the Jerusalem group who said those people don't belong and then got into trouble again from Paul saying, you said those people were the right people. It would be hard. There would be times when this great ideal of freedom poured out on all people would not be lived into. But that had always been the case, hadn't it? Isaiah spoke with strong words towards his own people, the people of Israel. You are not living up to the standards that I have set for you. You take on a fast, you pretend that you are religious, and yet you do not live up to the righteousness that is incumbent upon you as the people of God. This is the fast that I want. Take care of those who are poor. Feed those who are hungry. Those who don't have a home, bring them into your own home. And 
Anybody nervous when we Louise so beautifully read those words? Anybody a little bit anxious about what this crazy preacher might say on July 4th after reading those words? We don't always live up to the high calling that we have laid out for ourselves. Either the high calling that God has called out for us or as it was ratified by those men on July 4th, 1776, that all people are equal and endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. I don't have to tell you that there are times that we do not live up to that. Because freedom is hard. Freedom means that we can do anything. And freedom means that sometimes we don't make the right decisions. And yet we continue to proclaim freedom. We continue to gather together on July 4th, 255 years later, to proclaim boldly freedom. That all people are created equal. Have we taken a little while to get to some people? Yes, we have. But today, just As in 1776, we stand up and proudly proclaim that all people are created equal. We stand up to the high calling and for the high calling imposed upon us by those, our representatives in that room. We proclaim a freedom that is for us and our children, and for those who are far off, the good news of the gospel gospel proclaimed in Jesus Christ. We honestly look at those times when we don't do as well as we should. And in freedom, each day, take up that same mantle, that same mantle of freedom and equality and the good news of Jesus Christ, and we live it as well as we can this day, and hopefully better today and tomorrow than we did yesterday. We gather as the people of God to proclaim freedom and grace, even when we don't always live it out. Because we've been given the freedom and the grace to do so. And so this day, as in every day, this July 4th, as in every July 4th, we stand and say, we are people made free by God. Proclaim that freedom to all around us. Amen.